You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Mom 2 After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Mom 2 After Show. Hello, everybody. You know what? I was uh, actually expecting to hear. Where's my Where's my crowd? My applause, Marissa. Movies. We have that. Ah, there we go. That's how. See, that's how I know I can start. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome. Bing is for doing. We are doing another Teen Mom. This is a very exciting time, as all you fans of Teen Mom know. This is season four. Uh, we had the premiere uh, happen on Tuesday. And they gave us, they were nice, MTV was nice enough to give us two episodes. And um, the first one, I thought, oh, the second one I thought was a little better than the, than the first, but we're going to talk about that. And also what's interesting is that this, for all you faithful AfterBuzz TV uh, uh, listeners, watchers, iTunes subscribers, podcast listeners, all that, you may remember that we just recently had the actual Farrah Abraham in studio. And so as a prelude, yes, thank you. As a prelude to, to this season of Teen Mom, Farrah was in studio. She uh, was nice enough to give us almost a full hour of her busy schedule. And she really just opened up and gave us information, answer all of our questions. Uh, you can find that uh, on YouTube on the AfterBuzz TV channel. If you actually search for Teen Mom and Farrah, you will see it right there. You can go and check it out. And uh, we have also, I want to tell you right up front that it is a great help, and we appreciate always when our watchers and listeners take the time to rate us on iTunes and give feedback and rate us on YouTube and, uh, in both cases. We appreciate it a lot. Thank you guys for listening. But uh, we can go ahead and get into this episode. I'm going to start with, uh, our good friend, Macy, friends, Macy, Ryan, Kyle, and Bentley. You know, one of the things I think is interesting about the Macy, Ryan, Kyle, Bentley uh, scenario is that it's actually the only one where there's a new guy who's not the baby daddy. And he's, and he's I mean, he gets more airtime than, I don't know, maybe any of the baby daddies, but he gets more airtime than... Uh, than the actual baby daddy in this case. And so Macy and Bentley, you know, Macy and Kyle live together with Bentley and Kyle is just, I, I personally am so impressed with the dad side, the stepdad side of, of Kyle just all the time. Uh, in fact, uh, in the, one of the opening scenes when Macy and Kyle take Bentley to his first swimming lesson and, in, you know, according to Macy, it's kind of like what she's doing. And one of the things she's trying to do to get Bentley to be more independent. And, you know, her idea of independent is just to get him to 
leave them from the side of the pool and go into the pool with the with the instructor. Um, but and then she tried. I think she actually tried to go and leave. Well, I don't know if they actually succeeded. I didn't see that part. But um, in any case, when Kyle was he very hands on. He actually, you know, Macy was there with all of her clothes on. She wouldn't get in the pool. Kyle is in the pool with his bathing suit, helping the instructor, helping making sure Bentley's comfortable. And I just was, I found it sort of uh, not fair or, uh, you know, I felt that he was unappreciated. Macy was complaining about how he wasn't letting Bentley be independent enough. He wasn't letting him cry. He, he would always go to him. You know what, guys, I just really was thinking, you know, okay, it's one thing, yeah, maybe maybe Kyle needed to let Bentley be more independent. Maybe so. Uh, but the way Macy handled it, I just felt didn't do justice, didn't give any appreciation to how amazing Kyle is as, as a stepdad. And I say stepdad not because they're married, but just because that's how, that's how seemingly committed he is to taking care of Bentley, and they're, they're obviously attached to each other. Uh, and I just felt that Macy probably shouldn't have been that, you know, uh, abrupt and that sort of negative with him because he's not even actual daddy, but he's really stepping in and acting like it. Uh, and it, it could also be the case, as we learned from Farrah when she was uh, there in studio with us, that, you know what, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we don't see more so than maybe we thought in the Teen Moms uh, series. And so it could be one of those cases where maybe there's more to it and we just don't know. But, you know, based on what we saw, I was a little disappointed in Macy for criticizing uh, Kyle that much. But uh, nevertheless, they, you know, they still were there together for the purpose of Bentley. And then they are talking about daycare because the whole preparation for, the whole thing for Bentley's independence is so that he can go to daycare. Because you guys remember from last season when they tried to take him to daycare, he just cried, he threw a fit, and neither neither Kyle nor Macy could bring themselves to just walk away from him. So they didn't leave him in daycare. So they're trying again. And the precursor to that was the swimming lesson, which didn't work out perfectly. But they actually talked to uh, her friend, Macy's friend. They sit and they have dinner with him, dinner with her. Uh, and it's three of them, Macy, Kyle, and Bentley, and talking to her friend who is a preschool teacher. Now, I think it's a great idea for them to go talk to the preschool teacher, but I wasn't so sure it was a good idea to talk about it in front of Bentley because he's old enough to know what they're saying and understand it. Now, the part that was good was they were taught they, when they addressed him directly, when she was saying, Hey, Ben, do you want to go to daycare? He was saying, Kyle was saying it too. And Bentley was saying, yeah, I want to go. Um, and he wants to meet friends. But he, at that time at the dinner table, he was saying he didn't want to share his trains. He didn't want to, he was just going to play by himself. He wasn't going to play with his friends. Um, but I just, I questioned at that moment, whether they should be having the conversation with her friend and all the detail about daycare and then the way Bentley behaved the last time they tried to take him and all that because I just felt that he was aware. So then they go and they continue the discussion into the evening. And uh, Kyle and Bentley are laying in the bed. I'm sorry, Kyle and and Macy are laying in the bed and Bentley's laying in between them. And uh, it's a nice scene. It looks like, it really looks like mom and dad and baby. And they're all discussing the fact that Bentley's going to daycare tomorrow. And, but again, there was a lot of discussion from Macy between Macy and Kyle about Bentley's right there. Uh, 
And I was just thinking, you know what? It's not a super great idea to me to talk about all the different things right in front of them. Uh, it's something that I, in general, I try to keep, and you know, in my life, I even do try to do this. I try to keep adult stuff with the adults and kids stuff with the kids. And it wasn't anything negative. So it was no big deal because when they, they, they go to the daycare drop off and Macy, uh, is questioning whether she should even go. She's really, really stressed out about it. And the whole time through all these conversations, she's stressed out about it. And so she rides along, but she's, she's not going to go into the daycare. She's going to let Kyle take him in. And so Kyle takes him in and everything was looking good. Kyle told Bentley, look, I bet you can make a funny face at the kids. And, and for, then he, he wasn't going to go in. And then he was excited to go make his funny face. And they went in and he said, bye, mommy. And everything was looking good. And I thought it was so funny because as soon as they walk into the daycare, the receptionist that's sitting at the front, the lady at the front says, where's mommy at? When she sees that mommy's not there. And I was thinking, lady, if there was one thing that you shouldn't have said right away when they walk in was where's mommy? Because we had just got mommy out of his head. But uh, it actually ended up not being a big deal at all. And then... Bentley immediately went to go play with one of the teachers and then uh, on to one of the kids. And Kyle was just able to say, Bentley, I'm leaving. You okay? And he said, yep, bye. And uh, so all of my concerns have not been, man, you know, what I was concerned about is not definitely to manifest yet. And in fact, maybe Bentley's the type of kid where he benefited from hearing all the conversation. Uh, So it looked like I was wrong on that one when I, when I saw how good the drop off went. Um, So, the next thing that, that happens is uh, Macy has to, she has to get on the plane. Uh, I think it was either the next day or the day after. And she's, it's a day that Ryan picks up Bentley. And so Macy basically decides that um, she's going to call Ryan. She, she needs Ryan to pick Bentley up earlier than he normally does on that day. But I don't know why she did this, but she waited until the day before her trip and the day before, she wanted to change his pickup time to call Ryan and tell him. And sure enough, he says, no, I can't. I, I got stuff to do. I can't do it. And he said, why are you, you know, you're telling me the day before. Why would you think that that would be okay? And she said, she had, to me, she had the nerve to say, well, since you don't have a job, I figured you didn't have anything to do. It was clear to me that Macy is just all caught up in something else. Um, she she probably has not worked out everything that she feels about Ryan. Not that she necessarily wants to be with him, but just dealing with feelings, you know, who knows what, maybe jealousy, maybe anger, maybe who knows what it is. Uh, or, or, you know, the fact that she's felt, always felt that when he's got Bentley, he still goes out and parties and, and has fun time when he, when she thinks he should be staying there and playing with Bentley. And so I think she's just really, really, you know, upset at Ryan for all kinds of reasons. And it manifests itself when she tries to give him, you know, less than 24 hour notice of uh, an early pickup. So he says, no, I can't do it. Uh, And she says, fine, then pick him up from daycare. So that means that she's going to take him to daycare or they are, and then she's going to go on her plane trip. Um, And uh, that we do get to see uh, the scene where, Ryan and his friends are actually discussing that whole call. And to be honest, I just kind of felt like it was uh, his friends. 
you know, I don't, obviously we don't know any of these people, but what I saw, it was just an immature, uh, sort of a bandwagon thing where, uh, Ryan's friends, they were just kind of, you know, friends support friends, but they were just supporting them in a way that I felt wasn't real. didn't have a good foundation. They were comparing her, uh, him getting a call to change the pickup time to her living with a, with a boyfriend and complaining about the fact that she's going to high schools. She's going on the plane trip is so she can go do a speaking engagement at a high school where she's going to be telling kids about teen pregnancy and not to have sex and all this. And, but yes, she's living with her boyfriend and that was their complaint. And they were comparing that to the fact that she called him to get an early pickup. And it looked like his plans and the thing, the reason why he couldn't come pick him up early is because he was eating lunch with his friends. And you know what? I guess that's okay if that's what he wants to do. But again, it, it just seems like other issues are going on this time from Ryan's side. Like instead of just being cooperative and saying, yeah, you know what? I'll cancel my plans and, and be excited to get some extra time with his son. He, uh, I think he said no to that just because he could, just because she had called him at the last minute to make it happen. Anyway, my hope for Macy and Ryan is that they can, because I think they, they have grown and they have come a long way, but I, my hope is that they can continue to do it, maybe even do it faster. We'll see what happens this season, guys. Okay, next, moving on to Caitlin, Tyler, and Carly. Um, this one, of course, uh, everybody who I've seen talk about this or watch this, just they're just saying it's so sad because Caitlin and Tyler's Carly is calling somebody else mommy and daddy, and she's a first, you know, she was adopted. And an open adoption, which it's hard to tell right now if it's better open adoption or a closed one. Uh, that's something that I would love to hear. When you guys rate us and you leave comments, um, I would love to have somebody, you know, have you guys say state what your opinion is on that. Because that's the big thing that we talk about, too, is uh, if you're going to adopt, which I know Isabel doesn't agree with doing it, uh, if you're going to adopt out the new baby, um, is it is an open adoption a good idea? In this case, uh, they want Kylie to come to their high school graduation, Carly to come to their high school graduation. It looks like that that's not going to happen. But um, they do. Also, her birthday's coming up, and they I guess what they get is in this open adoption. I guess what they get is to get to see her every birthday or like around her birthday. So they actually, uh, Caitlin and Tyler, have their own before they get to see him. Before they get to see Carly, they actually have their own little cake that they buy, and they put it. They put a two on it because she's two, and then they say happy birthday, and then they say their wishes out loud. It's just so, I guess, it's beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. And you know, it's just really, really incredible to see these young, young kids having to deal with this. But again, I don't know. Open adoption or closed? Which one is better? Hey, Marissa, movies. You're in there in studio listening, and that's a question. You don't even have to watch the show. Do you think that open adoption or closed adoption is better? Oh, I don't know, because actually, uh, uh, I really, <laughs> you know, I really don't know. And I think that's, you know, for you, anyone. You know what the difference is, right? The open adoption, the, the people, the kid who gave up the baby, they mm -hmm. get to see the kid and be in the kid's life. Yeah. But, but they're not called mommy and daddy. Right. Yeah. And then the other one, of course, the, the kid goes away and never knows who their parents are, you know, like that. 
So you don't know which one you think is better, huh? Well, I think open adoption would be good if the child is perhaps older and understands what's happening. But if the child is young, um, then right. may, um, it's probably best to have that closed adoption. But I don't right. know. I think it's really anyone's choice. Well, it's interesting to say that because that's exactly what what we see what we see here is I think if you're going to do an open adoption this is they probably this is probably the proper way to do it they actually don't let them have free you know access any time to the child and the child does not call the birth parents mommy and daddy it calls the adopted parents mommy and daddy and the child doesn't even know that that you know of course at 2 years old they don't understand anyway but <clears throat> they you know their mommy and daddy is the adopted parent <clears throat> and that's one of the things that was you know, so sad is that, well, I'm jumping ahead. What what happened was they had, they got an invitation for the, for the birthday visit to, to New York. And I don't know who paid for the trip to New York. I was very curious about that, but um, they got on a plane and went to New York to, to meet with Carly and her adopted parents and see her around her birthday time and see her around the time of their graduation and, and, and spend some time. And it was great. They were hugging and kissing and laughing. And it was, a, it was a really, they showed pictures of it on the show. It was a really nice time. Um, but afterwards is when they, you know, they really, really were struggling and wondering and even second guessing themselves and asking, uh, uh, Caitlin asked how, do you think we made the right decision? based on how we feel now, because they're really sad. And he said, yeah, I do. But um, I was actually talking to Isabel about it. Uh, she may still call in. I hope she does. But she, her opinion was that, you know what, that Tyler, she thinks that Tyler really regrets giving her up for adoption, but that he would never say that to Caitlin, uh, based, I guess, basically based on what he thinks, what she, what he thinks would, it would make her feel like. Um, so that's, that's his opinion that, that Tyler does, but he says, no, he goes, I think we made the right decision. And then he does break down one time and he says that he wish sometimes he wishes that she, that, that Carly called him daddy. And, uh, if you guys are listeners from last season, you will remember my prediction, which I actually hope doesn't come true, but my prediction was for Tyler's future was that he was going to break down and give in to his fatherly instincts and and make some attempt to reclaim his daughter. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen this season or or even it's going to happen soon, but he is just too solid of a young man. Uh, he cares about everything around him whenever there's, there's pain or hurting, and it's just I, I think maybe that's what's going to happen, uh, my prediction, but it's one of the three where I hope does not come true. So, uh, they had the New York trip, and it was just a tearjerker. It was just sad. It was just sad. Okay, now we'll move on to uh, Farah again, uh, who we just had in the studio. It was just so much fun. You guys watched that. <clears throat> so, at the beginning of this, uh, this is, Farrah's one that's in the news, more so than, obviously, Caitlin and Tyler, you know, and then Macy bookouts in the news quite a bit in the gossip columns and everything else. So, we know what's going on a lot there. But um, we are we are we know a lot about Farah. We know a lot about Farah because of all the news and all the gossip that goes on about her. So we already knew that she had moved to Florida. 
Um, but we got to see it in detail here on the episode, which was nice. So she decides to go to school in Florida and that she is going to leave Sophia with her grandparents. She told her mom, you know, she thought about it. She thought, well, maybe it'd be okay if Sophia spent the time there while Sarah went to school. And then eventually Sophia would come out, you know, short after, shortly after that, uh, which is interesting to me, because I remember seeing a cover, I want to say it was on Us Weekly, I don't remember, where something about Farrah's decision to give up her baby, and, you know, if Isabel was on the phone, she would be cussing me out, because I don't know for sure whether, you know, which, uh, what it was referring to, um, because she always gets on me, anytime I don't know detail, I don't remember something about the show, or I get something wrong, she complains about it. Uh, but in any case, I, I remember seeing that, so I think it may be, like, in the period of time when she had decided that she was going to leave Florida and leave Sophia with grandparents until the time where she was actually going to leave her Florida. And that's when she decided, as we saw in the show, changed her mind at second thoughts. She talked to her therapist and said, I'm having second thoughts. I want to take Sophia with me. And the therapist, I think, gave great advice. So, you know what? That's going to be a loss to your grand to your mom and dad. They're going to be losing their granddaughter from their life as much as they have had her in their life now. And that's sad for them and to allow them to grieve, which, uh, you know, uh, I think one of the big, big things that we see people talking about Farah is that she's mean to her parents and she's rude and, you know, all this stuff. And she actually addressed that in her interview, in the interview with us. And she said that, you know what, in her book is where she's really able to take the time to explain. She's got a book coming out. My teenage dream, oh, my gosh, Sarah uh, was on the phone. She would kill me for not rem- remembering. My teenage dream, gone, something like that. I don't even have it in front of me. But if I remember right, that's going to be uh, March, April, May, June, August 14th, I think is when it's coming out. But you can pre-order that on Amazon. And speaking of Amazon, if you want to buy something, for example, like Farrah's book, that's your opportunity also to help out after Buzz TV. For all you guys who listen, you know, uh, and I'm, I think we say it every episode, every show now, we're, we're volunteers. And we do our after shows for because we're fans and we love talking about it. And we love talking to other fans about the show. And uh, it has been a fun ride and we've, we've been having a great time. And so we want to keep it going. And you guys who who might buy something on Amazon, like Ferris book, for example, you can help AfterBuzz, no cost to you, by go instead of going directly to Amazon.com, you can go to the AfterBuzzTV.com website, right there on the homepage. Just browse to www.AfterBuzzTV.com. Right there on the homepage, you'll see an Amazon banner. It's in the like, mid to upper right side of the screen. Click on that. It takes you directly to, to Amazon. You can log in with your account like normal at Amazon. You can use your Prime account. It's all normal. All you have to do is go to AfterBuzzTV.com first, one click, go into Amazon, and do what you normally do. And, in fact, it helps us. There's, uh, there's a proceeds that come to AfterBuzz because of us referring you to that site from our site. And no cost to you, no increase in price to you, and you guys can do uh, – do your 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 good deed to help out all of us who volunteer and help it keep going. But in case, oh look at that, we got more applause. Love it when the crowd applauds. So 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 in like for example with uh, Sam Ferris book, she said that in her book she clears up a lot of uh, explains a lot 
about why she, because on camera, and I think MTV does this, you know, and, and I met Farrah, and she is a strong, feisty girl. And if, if it seems like if anybody, including their parents, seems like they're going to be, for a moment, be a, uh, well, this is, a, I'm an old, I'm a, this is an old term. If they're going to be a solid bringer downer, then she's going to, she's probably not going to put up with it, even when her parents might try to do it. So, um, in any case, uh, I don't think anybody likes to see her when she's upset at her parents talking to them. Uh, we, you know, from the viewer's perspective, we're watching her dad and he's just being so supportive and so patient and so everything. And she gets impatient with him and, and her mom, her mom is a little bit, you know, a little more on the aggressive side than, than the dad is. And then they go, they go at it, uh, with, uh, you know, arguing negativity and whatnot. But, um, Farrah decides that she's going to change her mind and take Sophia with her. And that is a tough call to make because she knows that her parents are not going to like it. And I think even though there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if you call it bickering, negativity, whatever, but, you know, I think that Farrah actually does care about what her mom thinks. I think she cares uh, how her mom feels and how her dad feels. And she would really rather them, be very happy and supportive and look really mostly on the positive side for the, you know, at this point in the show where of all the great changes and really how independent she, you know, a lot of things are positive and, and she's doing a lot of taking on a lot of challenges. And I think she feels a need for support, but I think she cares what her mom thinks. And so it's just not always the case that neither side is able to, when, you know, when they're upset or disappointed, uh, maybe, express it all all the time in a healthy uh, super healthy fashion uh, and and i think that's what we see a little bit but there is tension there in the room when she's telling her parents i think because she's anticipating the you know the disappointment that she's going to create for them because of her decision uh her dad michael actually he says his piece he says look i'm worried about how that's going to be for you how difficult because if even if you were a couple with a new baby with a child uh toddler it would be tough to do what you're going to do and you're going to go do it alone and sophia is going to have to be removed from her family that's in that you know that area and her friends and family and it's going to be tough and her dad but he said you know what he, that being said he supports her decision which i i, I gotta say I'm, I'm a fan of michael her dad i think he's a solid dude i think he's a, obviously a provider and then uh, he, in fact, he is so supportive that he actually, okay, Farrah's moving to Florida. Like she's moving her house to Florida and her stuff has to be moved. She's not just going to like going herself and not just taking a suitcase. She's taking all of her stuff, furniture and everything. And so good old dad, Michael, is going to be the guy that moves. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do not understand why this world famous girl, uh, only had her dad to help her move <laughs> because I know, look, Farrah, if you're listening, you know good and well there are like about 20,000 men that help you move for free. And, you know, of course, there's going to be some creeps in there, but there's going to be some nice guys too. In any case, your poor little dad, uh, poor little Michael was on his own lifting stuff. Uh, 
And if Eric was trying to help, but there was some stuff that was too heavy, and I don't know, maybe off camera, one of the MTV guys came and helped. I don't know. But all we saw on camera was poor little Michael filling that U-Haul, and then he had to be the one to drive it for five days alone. Okay, I was feeling bad for Michael on that one because that's hard work moving. And then you got to drive for five days. I would fall asleep on the road, and everybody who loves me would be mad. So I would have to have a partner just to be keeping me awake. Um, but he did it all alone, drive alone. And, you know, the thing is this whole time, uh, like I said, you know, Isabel, if, if she was on, she would be really complaining about Farrah's decision to act annoyed and, and be cold to, you know, it, it really, what it appeared to be on, on air, you know, she appeared annoyed with her mom and, and acting cold when, you know, the times when she was, her mom was at one point, I think actually in a healthy way, expressing her feelings that, Hey, I'm losing my granddaughter. She's lo- she's going away, and and it's and she's I'm sad about it. She told her daughter, told Farah, and I just think that you know, like I said, Farah was just in a place where, uh, I I my opinion is that she cares, but she she needs at this point she might need more support than she can provide support to her mom. She's needed her mom to like just you know suck it up and be positive and not show Sophia that she everybody's sad and for it to be a really good positive thing. And, um, you know, I, it looks like based on what we heard from fair in the interview we had last week, that things are going great for her. Uh, she has a lot of things in her pipeline and she took on those talents of school and, and the entertainment industry. And it looks like she is overcoming and doing good. And, uh, and she actually does for all you guys wondering, she actually does have a great relationship with her parents and they, are all friends and support each other. And uh, she told us that. So it was nice to hear, even though, you know, we see what we see. Um, it, it, you know, we don't get to see everything. So, uh, and then uh, Isabel, she needs to call in so she can do justice to her side. So lastly, we'll move on to Amber, Gary, and Leah. Now, Amber is probably the one that's in the news. Mostly I'm talking about you guys listening and fans of Teen mom. know. If you go, well, and Farrah's in, in probably just as much, but if you go to the supermarket in the aisle, all the magazines that, you know, report stuff like this have, you know, Farrah or Macy or Amber, but Amber mostly on the cover and something about her because, uh, you know, her stuff has just been shocking. Um, it starts, it opens up with her having, you know, in, in court for the assault on Gary as well as uh, some other stuff that I didn't know she was actually charged with way back then, and that was um, uh, abuse of uh, substance abuse. Uh, That part I wasn't aware of, and like I said, Isabel will probably cuss me out for not remembering that, but, but Amber made a plea deal so that she wouldn't have to do jail time and the plea deal involved going to rehab. In this, this case, it was a rehab place in Malibu and uh, and, and she, so she needed to go there for anger management and substance abuse. And the substance abuse, I guess, was prescription medication that she took when she was younger uh, that wasn't prescribed to her. And so I'm not sure how that got into this particular case unless she was using the same medication at the time. I don't know. I don't know the details. Maybe we'll be able to find that out and let you guys know. But um, <clears throat> uh, she is... She, you know, they, we see her at home 
talking to Gary on the phone, trying to talk to uh, Leah. And at that point, the conversation with Leah is really good. Meaning Leah's like, I miss you, mommy, so much. I love you, mommy. Hi, mommy. And then uh, Amber's, you know, touched and, and happy that she has to talk to her. But, you know, if you watch her throughout the whole episode, my overall opinion was that she's really scared and she's kind of detached. And the detachment, I think, may be because of the medication that she's actually on for, you know, the bipolar and, and some other stuff. But um, she's supposed to go to rehab. And before she goes to rehab, she calls ahead, which I thought was a good thing. She had questions. And, hey, Marissa Movies, if you're still there, I want to give a quick a technical check because I'm hearing some weird noise. Are you there and you guys can hear me still? Yeah, we can still hear you, Ed. Okay, great. Just checking in right there. I hear some weird feedback there. But in any case, um, she called ahead to ask the guy at the rehab place if uh, if it was okay for her to bring her medication that her doctor prescribed her, which is the bipolar medication. And he just said, yeah, bring whatever the doctor prescribed to you. And now... Isabel said, I got this wrong, too. She said that the medication wasn't prescribed to her, and that, that but they had to wean her off of it. I don't know. I might have messed that up. Maybe that's where the substance abuse came in. Uh, everybody can be mad at me for getting that wrong if you want. I might have messed it up. But, um, and so then she, I guess she gets off the phone, and she, her friend comes over. Oh, no, that was her cousin, her pregnant cousin. And she says something I think that's honest but scary, and that is, you know, she's basically, in my opinion, it's an anger outburst, and she's totally upset at basically the system where, you know, I guess she's mad at, like, how everybody can be really bad, people can be much worse than her, and she does one mistake, or she's never been, you know, uh, accused of anything wrong her whole life, and then she makes one mistake, and then, boom, they come in and take her kid away. And she's really, really angry about that. And she expresses it, and she's like, she raises her voice, and she makes a fist and a face, and she's angry. And she admits to her cousin, she says, you know what? I don't know how sane I can be anymore. Like I said, very, very uh, honest but scary statement from her. Um, then uh, she's, you know, I guess in her preparation to go to rehab, she uh, – is just trying to, I guess, not think of it. She actually goes to visit Gary, and the, the Gary visit, I think, was so that she could, like, discuss things with him about care for Leah while she's gone and how it's going to work out. And uh, uh, they're on the swing. If you guys are watching, you remember, they're on the swing outside the uh, his house, and they're swinging, and, and then all of a sudden, she just starts to sort of escalate matters. And Gary is immediately like, you know what, I'm glad you're going to get help because you need it. And then, then that makes her just blow up more. She explodes out there on him and says, I'm going to leave. And when she actually is going in the house, I guess, to get something first. Um, uh, and she, uh, she says, and people wonder why I hit you in the face. She's just really angry at this point. I don't think she's handling it well that she's going to have to go into rehab. Um, oh, and I, I forgot to mention, as soon as she walked into Gary's house, she's like, where's my wine? So she wanted to have a drink to clear her mind of this whole stress. And, um, you know, that's what she, that's what she wanted to do. And she, I think she finished her glass of wine after she went in the house and then left. 
But um, the so that happened, and then before she goes to rehab, and this is after we come back from commercial, the screen is black, and it's Gary on the phone to 911 saying, hey, my girlfriend said she wants to kill herself, uh, hang herself, and I'm worried she's going to actually do it. So they send, the cops go over there, they grab her up, and they put her on suicide watch for 72 hours. Okay. That's all we get to see of that, and they just kind of tell us about that. But the next thing we know, next thing we see is Amber 12 days into her rehab in Malibu. Okay, and she's talking with the spiritual therapist. And the spiritual therapist, I thought, although it was a little, you know, for those of us who have not been to a spiritual therapist like me or seen them, it was a little weird, a little strange, but that's okay because she seemed like a real solid person. I liked what she said uh, when... Amber was telling her about the suicide attempt, was saying, you know what, she just had a feeling like she just wanted to go away, and she wanted to go. Uh, we're talking about suicide. And the, um, the spiritual therapist said, well, you know what, actually, if you really wanted to go, you would you would be gone. So you, there's a reason for you being here on this earth. And at that, Amber just begins to cry. I thought that was very powerful and thought it was good. So um, uh, then... Uh, while she's in rehab, she gets to call Gary and talk to Leah from Malibu, uh, from the rehab in Malibu. And here's the thing that I was, I, I, you know, I thought was unfortunate, but, you know, and also there was a weird thing, too. The unfortunate thing was that in this case, in this call, Leah was just in a mood. She didn't want to talk to her mom. She was screaming, take the phone away, take the phone away. She did not want to talk to her mom. And that just, even though that was probably just a mood and that was just a kid being a kid, that had to be tough and it appeared tough for Amber to have to deal with. Um, you know, she's all the way in California. She's in rehab. It's tough. And then she, you know, she misses her daughter, but then her daughter's the one to talk to her when she calls. Just had to be tough. Um, and then, like I said, the weird part is that her and Gary are still saying, you know, I love you. I love you too, which is great and positive. I love you is positive, but their relationship is so volatile and negative uh, that it just doesn't seem like they should be, you know, saying, oh, we're trying to stay together. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's really one of those situations where you just need to totally let it rest and just focus on the child and, you know, and getting out of completing rehab and getting out of all the things that are creating problems. And so uh, the other thing, okay, the next scene in the rehab is her, I when I first saw it, I called it teaching her how to fight. You know, she's with a trainer, some muscle-bound guy. Um, but I guess it was just a way for her to express some anger and hit the pads in his hands and punch. But they have it's, uh, they have a, a great conversation. I kind of felt like when they were talking that it was a little bit flirty, the way he was asking her questions, the way she was answering, uh, the way he was complimenting her. But he was very positive uh, and, uh, you know, they had, uh, in the end, they had a positive conversation, and I think some, uh, some there were some beneficial feelings that Amber had in that conversation with the, the trainer dude. Um, and then she she says something something funny and silly that me and Isabel made fun of uh, in her talk with JK, her counselor. She basically says, uh, "Yeah, you know what? I don't know if I'll be ready to leave in 30 days, but uh, but 32 days would be fine. I'll, then I'll be ready." So I guess she's expecting some powerful change to happen in an extra two days. I'm making fun. She actually said a couple more days, but still, I mean, two to me.
Okay. So we are, uh, I'm about ready to go to commercial, Marissa Movies in the, in the studio there. And uh, if you can hear me, um, you can go ahead to commercial now. Hey guys, so what do you get when three real single ladies are super fans of VH1 single ladies? Well, you get the after show on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Lauren Turner. I'm Spicy Mighty Queen that fire. And I'm Fallon Mercedes. And we're single ladies, so make sure you watch us on AfterBuzz TV. We're all, all the single, single ladies, ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Hey guys, this is the AfterBuzz TV crew for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Woo! Don't forget to tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. to see Adrian Barrow, Deanna Vaughn, Susan Hahn, Giselle Ugardi. Buzz you later! AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? So, uh, you know what, we miss, we're missing Isabel, and we're missing Annie this week. Um, I guess that, yeah, we are sad about that. The changeover with the, oh, heck, we got graduations going on, we got family events, we got finals, uh, finales to TV shows. Uh, some of our uh, AfterBuzz TV hosts are in this industry also and do this in their spare time. So, a lot of stuff going on for everybody, but I expect us to be back here in full force next week uh, i believe it is going to be thursday at seven and um and so keep an eye out for that and our special segment this is here we're going to our special segment was going to be the controversy that me and her found regarding farah's birthday we saw one website that she was born in 1992 we saw one that she was born in 1991 she just turned 21 but she was pregnant when she was 16 did she have the baby when she was 16 or 17 all of those questions we wanted to talk about and show our proof and and discuss it and put it out there for discussion but that is what we have for now i don't have any extra news and gossip predictions i went over during the show i want to say thank you to everybody for listening don't forget us amazon afterbuzztv.com first don't forget us youtube don't forget us on itunes we appreciate you guys call in do whatever you got to do. Tell a friend. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. After Buzz TV.